What is up everyone, Quinn here back with another video and today I'm going to be talking about some potential bounce back candidates at the running back position. So for whatever reason, maybe you know injuries, poor performance, a combination, these guys just didn't end up living up to their ADP last season. And so basically, do I think they have a good shot of bouncing back, being super relevant this year? Do I like them at their current price? Or do I think, you know, they're kind of going to repeat a disappointing 2022 season? So I want to know what your guys' thoughts are on these players down below in the comment section. So let me hear it. Um, and then if you enjoy the content, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. But let's jump into my first bounce back candidate. It's going to be Jonathan Taylor. He was pretty much the consensus number one pick for most people last season. I know I had Christian McCaffrey, but I think I had JT right there, like number two number three, number four overall, somewhere in there. So he was pretty much going off the board, number one in most fantasy drafts. And it made sense. You know, he was the running back one in total points in the 2020 season, just behind Derrick Henry in points per game. But Derrick Henry didn't log a uh, full season. And he was just viewed as a much safer option compared to Christian McCaffrey. But unfortunately, like we saw, safety just doesn't really exist at the running back position due to the injury risk. JT ends up finishing as the running back 18 in points per game. And then he only ended up playing 11 games out of the uh, 17 game season. He dealt with two different ankle sprains. And then even when he was healthy on the field, it was just a rough Colts offense behind a super rough Colts offensive line. But now heading into uh, 2023, you're able to draft Jonathan Taylor at the one, two turn. So he's going late round one, early round two on underdog. That is a significant difference from having to pay up the 101, you know, the first overall pick. Now you're able to get him one, two turn area. And barring an injury this season, I really don't see how Jonathan Taylor doesn't bounce back. Only 24 years old. We know he is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He showcased it his rookie season. He showcased it again in uh, 2021. Injuries are really the thing that held him back last season. I think it's very, very unlikely that the Colts are as bad as they were on offense last year. And then I also just don't really care which guy plays quarterback here. If they go with Minshew, let Richardson sit. I think JT is going to command a super large workload on the ground. He's obviously going to be involved a little bit as a pass catcher, not his you know strong suit, but he'll get some work there. And then he'll just dominate the goal line touchdowns or the goal line touches in general. And then if they end up going with Richardson, they think he's ready to go. I think Jonathan Taylor will still see a really strong workload. Maybe his pass catching work will go down a little bit. Maybe he loses some goal line opportunities, but his efficiency is going to go through the roof when you have the uh, threat of Richardson's legs thrown in there also. So I think Jonathan Taylor is a very strong bounce back candidate. I believe right now he is my running back three just behind uh, Christian McCaffrey and Bijan Robinson. I think you could make an argument for Austin Eckler over Jonathan Taylor, but I think he's kind of right there in the RB3 RB4 range for me. Now, the uh, next potential bounce back running back is going to be Najee Harris. Last offseason, he was a mid to late first round pick. He was coming off of a super impressive rookie season where he was the running back eight in PPR points per game. He did end up regressing in uh, 2022. He finished as the running back 20 in points per game. So like still a top 20 guy, but if you're drafting someone in the first round, you're expecting like a high-end RB1 ceiling and probably a floor of like a low-end RB1. So we definitely did not pay off on his uh, 2022 ADP. And Najee's season overall was interesting because he actually played in all 17 games, but he suffered a Liz Frank injury uh, during the preseason, which kind of seemed to limit him throughout the season. It seemed to cap his overall ability, his athleticism, and then also capped his workload throughout the season. 
as a rookie, Najee Harris took on a crazy workload. He had the highest opportunity share and the highest snap share of any running back. Did that as a rookie. He also had the most targets and the second most total carries. Then in 2022, he saw some you know serious fall-offs in that area. He was 11th in snap share, 10th in opportunity share, 5th in carries, and then a big fall-off from number one in targets to 18th in targets last season. We saw Jalen Warren filter in throughout the season, whereas in 2021, like there was no one eating into Najee Harris's workload. He was the clear-cut workhorse, and we didn't have to worry about a guy like Jalen Warren sneaking in getting some receiving work, taking some of the carries. I've kind of seen this idea floated around that Najee Harris really came alive at the end of the season, and that's why we should be back in on him heading into this season. And while he did put up really impressive fantasy numbers over the last like eight-ish games of the season, they were pretty heavily skewed by touchdowns. Like he scored seven of his 10 touchdowns in the last eight games, was still very inefficient over that last eight game stretch. Like I still believe he was under uh, four yards per carry. So not saying that he can't bounce back, but I don't think he found like some secret formula at the end that's necessarily like guaranteed to carry over here in 2022 or 2023. And just being blunt here, like I feel like there's this perception that Najee Harris is this very good real life running back. And I'm not saying he's not, but I also just don't think we know. Like he's been wildly inefficient through both of his seasons. And that could have a lot to do with the Steelers offensive line not being good, the Steelers not being good. But 2021, he was 53rd in true yards per carry per uh, player profiler, 27th in yards per reception, 25th in yards per route run. 41st in yards per touch. 2022, 59th in true yards per carry, 30th in yards per reception, 28th in yards per outrun, and then 52nd in yards per touch. If you want to look at PFF, which, you know, will kind of take into account, um, you know, the kind of looks he's seeing, 30 out of 62 in terms of his ranking in 2021, and then 27 out of 60. So pretty middle of the pack per uh, PFF. But if we're looking at 2023, the Steelers really didn't bring in any competition to their backfield. It looks like it's still going to be Najee as the number one, Jalen Warren behind him as the number two. If I had to guess, I would assume that his workload is probably going to be somewhere in between the 2021 season and the 2022 season. If the Steelers offense gets a bump, Najee's able to stay healthy. He's not going into the season with an injury. I do think he's a solid bounce back candidate here. I've talked about it a bunch. You don't necessarily need to be a great NFL running back to deliver a great fantasy production. Like I said, his rookie year, it's not like he was this crazy efficient, super effective running back, and he still was the RB8 in points per game. So I do think he's actually a uh, fair price at his current value. On underdog, he's going off the board as the uh, running back 13 at the uh, 3-4 turn. I think that makes sense. I think I have uh, Jameer Gibbs ahead of him who's my RB11 or RB12. I think it's probably a legit conversation between a guy like Najee Harris or uh, Travis Etienne. So I think he uh, is a fair value there at the 3-4 turn. Now, the next two guys, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to call them like bounce backs because they were just super affected by injuries this past season. But I guess uh, Jonathan Taylor was kind of the same thing. So I've got J.K. Dobbins and Javante Williams. Let's start it off with uh, J.K. Dobbins here. Heading into 2022, he was coming off missing the entire 2021 season with a uh, ACL tear. He was being picked somewhere in like the round four area. I think he might have started slipping to like five, six later in the offseason when it didn't look like he was going to be ready to go in week one. He ended up being the running back 33 in uh, PPR points per game in the eight games that he did play in. So he missed the first couple games of the season. 
Then he kind of returned, struggled to produce. Then he missed seven more games after getting a uh, cleanup for that uh, ACL tear. So he had another, I think, like more minor knee surgery just to clean it up. Um, And then he came back and was very impressive over the last four games, super efficient on the ground, and he really wasn't taking over a massive workload. His snap share still wasn't way up. So I don't even think we were seeing like truly healthy, fully unleashed J.K. Dobbins. Now, heading into the 2023 season, he is going to be two years removed from that initial ACL tear, and I really like J.K. Dobbins as someone who can have a really nice bounce back this season. He's a guy I think I talked about as a must-draft running back, so I am very in on J.K. Dobbins this year. Now, the other guy I mentioned, Javante Williams, he was going at the 2-3 turn heading into last season, played in four games before tearing his ACL. Now, Javante Williams definitely kind of has a more concerning timetable. Like I said, J.K. Dobbins, two years removed. He's kind of like in the situation J.K. Dobbins was in heading into uh, last season, where he had a uh, more brutal ACL tear than just like the clean Brees Hall one. So there have been reports that he won't be ready by week one. Then we saw Sean Payton come out and said that he expects him to be ready for training camp. To be totally honest, like that's probably a positive report. I mean, it's definitely a positive report, but I just don't really think I'm uh, buying into it there. But I still think even if he's not ready to go week one, I think he's worth a shot at the running back 29. If he can get healthy, I think he's walking into a great situation here with the Broncos. With Sean Payton as the coach, I think they're going to want to establish the run to kind of help out uh, Russell Wilson. They upgraded their offensive line. I think he will be very interesting once he's healthy. And even if he's kind of limited the first like half of the season, you could be getting a potential RB1 for the back half of the season at a mid-tier running back three price. So I think health is the big factor for Javante. If he can get healthy, I think he will be a great bounce back candidate. Probably not fair to list him as a bounce back because he only played in four games last year. But I really don't think there were that many running backs who like totally fell off last year and then are now being expected to uh, bounce back in a big way like JT and uh, Najee Harris. So that is going to uh, wrap it up for my bounce back candidates. I like Jonathan Taylor as a bounce back. Same thing with Najee Harris. I think he's fair. Really like J.K. Dobbins. And I'm also a fan of uh, Javante Williams at his current price. What do you guys think? Thank you all for stopping by. In uh, I think tomorrow, I'm going to be going through my potential bounce back wide receivers. So stay tuned for that. As always, thank you all for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.